We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Week 14, we're talking DFS on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Join us coming up uh, to, coming up next. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by No House Advantage. This is the uh, Friday DFS uh, podcast. We're breaking down the entire Sunday slate. I am Scott Jensen. Joined as always on Friday mornings by Ryan Belongi. Uh Ryan, how are you this weekend? Yeah, I'm doing good, Scott. Um, got the World Cup still going on, uh, so that's that's been good for me. You know, I'm big into soccer. Yep. I got a lot of uh, content that I produce for that every day. And then NFL, yeah, NFL was good last week, too. I think we had a lot of nice calls on this show. Um, I did well in cash. No real deep runs in tournaments, but a profitable week. Um, how about yourself? Yeah, it was okay. I had one good team and one really bad team. I don't remember what was so bad about it. I think I uh, I didn't listen to myself enough and play A.J. Brown. We talked about him a bunch on the podcast, and I think I uh, – I forget where else I went, but uh, I was a little bit down. I had one team that cashed pretty well, one team that was a big zero. So, uh, yeah, I was. Uh, it was I, I had like three good weeks in a row. So, I, you know, a little step back uh, probably made a lot of sense. I forget who I played at quarterback that that killed me, but uh, uh, I, it's, it's been a week, and I, I already I already forget what happened. It's uh, you know, it's uh, when you when you're when you're when you lose your quarterback to a to bro to a broken foot, tends to time tends to uh, go away pretty quickly. So. Um, yeah, we haven't talked about that. We'll talk a little bit about the, the Niners situation, but yeah, no, everything is all good. Uh, any more, uh, any more big world cup wins for you or do you, you're still stuck at only two, uh, only two G- DFS championships. Still stuck at two right yeah. now. Unfortunately, <laughs> I had a close call with a, a second place the other day. Damn. Um, you're on fire, but yeah, it's been a good tournament. Um, for football though, you know, I, I was going, I was going to ask you. You know, did you ever think you might be looking at Baker Mayfield as the starter for the Niners <laughs> this year? Uh, I know it didn't end up happening, but yeah. we got, I got Brock Purdy now. Um, I don't know. He, he looked okay. He looked okay filling in last week. Tough, tough matchup this week against Tampa. Yeah, it, uh, he looked all right. I think the most important thing was that Shanahan seems to trust him. He threw the ball 37 times. It wasn't like he came in and handed the ball off, you know, a, a thousand times in a row. So, um, I think, uh, I haven't seen much of the deep ball. Uh, he didn't really do much of that, but, uh, he, he, he hit some, hit some balls in some tight windows. He seems to have a little bit of guts 
which uh, can 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 bring some good things, but also some bad things. I'm a little bit worried that I think turnovers might be the, the biggest thing. If he can avoid the turnovers, I think we might be okay. I don't. I, I think the uh, the dreams of a Super Bowl run or you know have, have definitely faded a little bit. You know, not done with the uh, the amount of talent they have, but it, I mean, you know, a seventh round rookie pick. It's gonna be it's gonna be really tough. I see. You know, the team loves them and all that kind of stuff. You see the the hype starting a little bit, but. Uh, I'm afraid that uh, I'm afraid turnovers are going to be the issue. So it'd be interesting to see if he can uh, if he can avoid that. You know, kind of keep the defense on the field. It'd be interesting to see what Shanahan, uh, how conservative they call it. But uh, I think turnovers will be the the ultimate factor here. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know much about him, but uh, the Niners are so good apart from quarterback. And the NFC is kind of wide open, so you never know. Yeah, you don't. Uh, you know, it's just it's tough. You know, one through fifty, one through fifty-two, they they can play with anybody. It's just that quarterback position now. Uh, I mean, how often do you get two guys that are out for the year? Like you, 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 you everyone's why one quarterback who has a big injury or has a minor injury, but like two guys that you know break uh, an ankle and a foot. Like it's just, uh, I don't know. It's just I'm one of those you. things. Jimmy just finds ways to uh, to get hurt. It's it, it's too bad. But that's like four out of six seasons or something like that. We had a pretty. Uh, an injury that definitely affected uh, the way that they, they they run things. But uh, we shall see. But let's jump into the Week 14 DFS slate. Uh, we've got a little bit of a smaller state than usual. We have a, it's a big bye week for this late in the year. There's six teams on bye. Um, the Falcons, Bears, Packers, Colts, Saints, Commanders are all on bye this week. So uh, we, will, uh, we will miss those teams. Uh, a lot of teams, especially in season-long league, it's a big league. A lot of, a lot of leagues, like the first week before the last week before the playoffs, uh, to miss your players is, is tough. Uh, primetime games, we had the thrilling Raiders-Rams finish last night. A horrible game for like 56 minutes, and then pretty good at the end with Baker winning it. The Raiders are just a joke. The Raiders now uh, four uh, four games with halftime leads of double digits. They're 0-4 in those games, which is almost impossible. But uh, we got Dolphins-Chargers, a fun game on Sunday night with uh, with Tua and Herbert uh, kind of battling there. Then we got Patriots-Cardinals, uh, a little bit less fun on Monday night. But uh, those are the teams off the slate. We have 10 games on our slate, seven early, three late. Um it's one of those weeks where there's a we there's a big big stickout game when we look at Vegas totals. We got one that, there's no game that's over 46 and a half except for one and then there's uh there, there's a lot of games in the middle some low games we'll talk about but Vikings at Lions is 51 and a half. Um it seems like the keys this week are you know A picking who is correct in this game and B picking which of the other games you want to you know play some guys with the, to go with those guys. But it seems like Vikings Lions sticks out in a huge amount this week. Uh, yeah, maybe, you know, more so than any other week in a while. And, and, I think and so that's too. even saying something, you know, last week we had a ton to choose from, you know, a few fun games, some higher total games and, you know, a lot of <clears throat> players with good projections because there were a lot of, uh, good games, but this week, yeah, it's only that, that Minnesota Detroit game. And because of that, there's not many individual players that project great either like not as many as usual at least so it's an it's interesting from that perspective but you know aside from that Vikings Lions game you could argue that none of these other games you'd want to target for stacks so you're almost forcing it a little bit that's not to say that one or two of them can't go off though we'll we'll try to pick a few of those out Um, as far as this Vikings Lions game yeah it looks pretty good and would you ever have thought that the 10 and 2 Vikings would be underdogs to the Lions I mean, that's crazy, right? It's a wild line and hasn't moved that much. But, I mean, it's just, you know, the Vikings, uh, just when they win, it's really close. Last week, again, they held on against the Jets. And then the Lions are are streaking and playing well right now. But I still can't believe that they're underdogs in this game. I can't either. Yeah, I think the Lions have won four out of five, I think. And 
actually have small playoff hopes because I think the rest of their schedule is pretty easy. If they win out, they can go nine and seven, but yeah, interesting. I didn't expect to see them favored. Yeah, I did not either. Uh, I think that it, it, maybe we saw it last week with the Vikings. I think we're only fair about like three and a half at home over the Jets. But, uh, you know, they, they actually held on. They covered that game. The Jets had the ball uh, in, in the red zone at the end there and didn't score. But, uh, yeah, I think everybody has that 40 to three uh, Dallas Vikings game still in their head and just don't believe in the Vikings despite the record. But uh, yeah, it still is wild to see those uh, those record discrepancies with it with an underdog there. Uh, in the middle, we've got uh, one, two, three. We've got six games that are between 43 and 47. So that's the big spread. I mean, the, the second highest game is 46 and a half. The highest game is 51 and a half. We've got uh, Browns, Bagels, 46 and a half. Eagles, Giants, 45. Texans, Cowboys, 44. Chiefs, Broncos, 44. Panthers, Seahawks, 44. Jets, Bills, 43. A bunch of games where we have all these games that we have one really, really good team against a not so good team. So, you know, they, uh, the, the good team's dragging that total up a little bit. The bad team drags it down a little bit. Any of these games that you're like, you know what, I think this is going to get a little back and forth and go over the total. And maybe I'm going to go sneaky stack in this game. Is there a game in this, in this range that, um, you know, you think maybe you get a stack uh, away from the Vikings lions game? Um, yeah. So <clears throat> before we saw Deshaun Watson play, you know, we would have thought this, this Bengals yeah. Browns matchup could be okay. Um, I don't know. He looked pretty bad though last week, but if the Browns can keep up, I think stacking Burrow and the Bengals looks pretty good. Um, I don't know if that's where I'm going to go. There is one that I think is okay. I mean, at least could have potential this Panthers Seahawks matchup uh, in the, it's one of the later games. Um, and I'm kind of forcing it a little because I like DJ Moore on the Panthers side. And that's really all I'd have interested in the Panthers. But then the Seahawks, uh, Geno Smith just keeps keeps playing well. Um, four straight weeks with over 20 fantasy points. Big game again last week. And then they're easy to stack because Metcalf and Lockett just get pretty much everything. And uh, big games from both of them again last week. So maybe a mini stack there. Um, I don't know. What other games are you looking at? Um, I like the Seahawks one too. So you kind of took mine there. I really like the Seahawks stack this week. I think that uh, Gino's priced pretty well. And you mentioned, you know, still playing well. It's, he's even playing better these last couple of weeks. He's even huge. Last week was a monster game. Um, so I like that. I think, I think Bengals are interesting. If, if I'm going to go, as we get to the quarterbacks in a second, you know, I think the Burrow and Gino Smith are kind of my two quarterback plays outside of the, outside of the top game. But the game that I think might go over here, it, it a little bit depends on weather. And I, I have to check because it's a little bit, maybe a little bit snowy in Buffalo on Sunday. But I think Jets builds at 43 is actually a little bit, a uh, little bit low right now. I think that the Jets can score a little bit. Um, I think the Bills obviously can score. The Jets have a good defense, but I think the Bills still will score. Josh Allen has been very quiet for like six weeks. It's been uh, kind of, you know, he was so good early. He's kind of riding on that, but uh, it's been a little bit of a struggle last season. I think he has eight touchdown passes and seven interceptions in that stretch. But um, I think this game's going to go over. I think I would take the over on the 43. I don't know how well it works in a stack because it's kind of expensive if you go Allen and Diggs, but uh, you can come back uh, pretty easily with Garrett Wilson. I think that's a, if I were to go a sticky game that I think goes over in this group, uh, for me, it actually be Jets Bills at forty three. I think they get over that total. Yeah, so I'm with you on that game. Uh, but you know, you mentioned it right at the start. I think we pay attention to weather. Yeah. Um, it just I'm okay with a little rain and snow as long as there's not too much wind. But yeah. you know, if if the weather looks kind of bad, though, I don't know if I really want to stack that spot. But yeah, otherwise, I'm with you. 
Yeah, I, I kind of like that one. It's it's weird. It's weird to see a Chiefs game at forty four, but uh, you know, at the Broncos, I think the Broncos have gone under in like all but two games or something like that, and it's uh, that that's a mess there. I will all these games. I like some you know some plays here and there. We'll pick and choose. I think for me, it's going to be you know kind of figure out which uh, which guys to pick and choose from rather than like flat out stacking one of these games. We've got three games that are really low totals. We have two games that are really really low. The uh, the Jags Titans is forty one, so you know pretty low, but not the end of the world. But Tampa and San Francisco is 37 and a half. That's a combo of, you know, obviously the new quarterback for the 49ers and Brock Purdy, plus their defense is really good. The Tampa defense is good. So that's, that's a really low total. And then Ravens Steelers, 36 and a half. We have a backup quarterback there too. And in, in Tyler Huntley for uh, Baltimore, obviously the Steelers uh, offense has been, you know, kind of a, kind of a struggle all year, 36 and a half and 37 and a half. Those are, those are really low NFL totals right there. Yeah. Um, maybe a piece or two, but, yeah, at, like at, like at most, and maybe even not that much. It's just right. Um, like the the Steelers' defense is going to be chalky. Um, yeah. I guess we can mention that in that yep. in that uh, Steelers Ravens game going against Tyler Huntley. Um, yeah, I don't know. McCaffrey might be interesting if 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 no one's gonna no, nobody's yeah. gonna play him, but. In the in the two games without Eli Mitchell, he's gotten the ball a lot, but man, it's hard to pay that much for somebody in a game that that's that's that low, and we don't know what they're going to do. But Purdy really, Purdy really targeted McCaffrey. He had ten targets last week. It was definitely his like, oh crap, here they come. I'm going to throw it to them. The offensive line didn't play great for the 49ers, and every time it broke down, he just kind of dumped off to McCaffrey, which fantasy wise, you know, we love. That's like old school Carolina right there, where like he gets ten targets, and if that happens again. Um, you know, sky's the limit for for C-Mac, but it's just it's hard to get on board with that with the, with the low total. Yeah, it's hard this weekend. The matchup's kind of tough too. Um, I played McCaffrey at, last week actually. Oh, nice! And he a lot uh, of my higher stake stuff, and it worked out. He was RB. He was RB one last week, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was worried, so I didn't even you know, like. I ended up playing Mike White as my other quarterback. Okay. Did we, we I don't even think we we mentioned it on the show, but um, I was. Well, you know, we, we sort of glossed over him, but um, I was playing a lot of Garrett Wilson. And so I just ended up on Mike White for 5,400 so I could afford everything. Uh, Burrow was the other quarterback I used. But yeah, anyways, it allowed me to get up to McCaffrey and some other guys that uh, that worked out. I don't know. I just thought I should mention that. Uh, I felt kind of bad uh, <laughs> playing a quarterback that I didn't even mention on the show. But, you know, it's kind of a first look sometimes on Fridays. And there's guys that I might not even really be thinking about and then come Saturday, get more into it and things change. Yeah. White didn't have any touchdown passes, but threw for three seventy. had a rushing touchdown. So at the price that, uh, that probably worked out just fine. Cause there weren't yeah, a lot of, it, there weren't a lot of quarterbacks that went, went crazy either. No. Yeah. I just, he, he was serviceable. It was frustrating at the start, but uh, they, they sort of just poured it on late. They had to pass all game and they might have to do that again against buffalo yeah you gotta you gotta like game script sometimes if 57 passes game script is a, is a real thing if you throw 57 times uh it's pretty hard not to get up there in the yardage just the, the no touchdowns but uh let's jump into the uh just let's jump into the players here but first a note from our sponsors at picket picket p-i-k-k-i-t is a social bet tracking app that takes all the hassle of tracking your bets and performance over time Picket connects to every major u.s sportsbook DraftKings, FanDuel, and others and dfs pick and providers prize picks underdogs fantasy thrive fantasy and more once you hook up your sportsbook, Pickett does all the heavy lifting to slice and dice your betting data. You'll get detailed historical profit and loss, graphs, breakdowns by team, sport, player, bet type, and more. And you can also line shop for the best odds across your linked sportsbook to make sure you're getting the most bang for your buck. 
When you bet to live, you can track the scores and stats of the game you bet on, as well as get player prop updates from most major player prop markets. No more switching between your sportsbook app and different score apps. By far the biggest differentiator in the Pickett is, is that Pickett syncs history and bets from all legal major, major sportsbook. There's no manual entry required to track your bets. Once you have your accounts linked, it's effortless from there. The social feed and, common, and community is what turns Pickett from just a betting app to a home for betting where you can learn from others, see what others are doing, and find verified content that will form all your betting decisions. Visit Pickett.com. That's P-I-K-K-I-T.com to download the Pickett app today. So I'm afraid that uh, I'm afraid that chalk boring plays this week uh, all kind of are boring because they come from one game. I think that, uh, you know, you got Kirk Cousins uh, at Detroit, 6,100. You have Jared Goff in that same game, 5,600. You've got Amon Rot, 7,800. I think all of them are going to be, uh, you know, pretty well considered. I think Goff's probably the most popular quarterback. Um, what do you think happens uh, with, with the high percentage plays this week? Because I don't see a ton of obvious ones that are outside of this Jets, uh, Jets-Vikings game. Or, I'm sorry, Lions-Vikings game. Um, aside from uh, aside from Garrett Wilson, we'll talk about in a second. But it seems like they're all gonna the popular players are all gonna come from one game. Yeah, yeah, you hit most of them. Um, this week, there's there's like the, the fewest players with with good point per dollar pr- projections that I can remember. And yeah. yeah, most all of them come from that that Vikings Lions game. Um, to start a quarterback, yeah, you mentioned Goff, probably gonna be the most popular. It's gonna be him and Burrow. Um, Burrow was the most popular last week and it's the same price tag and a pretty good matchup. Um, and then just to running back, I guess it's a pretty good spot for Bengals. So Mixon looks like he's going to be the most popular running back coming off, uh, coming back from the concussion. Do you you think that, uh, Samaje Primrine playing so well, you know, earns him some touches, even if Mixon's back? Yeah. Yeah. I I could see That was my Um, biggest concern with, with Mixon this week. Yeah, I'm not sure that I just – I'm not in love with Mixon. He just projects considerably better than everyone else at the two places I've looked at, and I can tell that he's going to be, at least in cash games, the first or second most popular, assuming there's no, like, weird injury news. Right. Um, it's, uh, it's interesting. I, I, I have Mixon down here, but I didn't uh, – he didn't really jump off the page of me just because I'm, I'm a little bit worried about P. Ryan getting – Because, like, Kind of earning well, some touches. Yeah, let's just go to running back then. And part it, it, the reason is there just aren't really yeah. any other players that project that well. So Derrick Henry has a pretty good projection. Um, Dalvin Cook for a little bit more, but not like anything crazy. Tony Pollard, like Latavius Murray. Like are these, these aren't really guys that people are going to jump to play at in cash. DeAndre Swift. Um, I really like DeAndre Swift. People might play him in cash uh, after he got – uh, most of the work last week, um, yeah. but there's not much at running back this week. So it's, it's almost like going to be mixing by default in, in cash games. That, uh, yeah, that makes sense. There were no, like, you know, there's usually an obvious or two running backs. I think, I think Deandre Swift, when I looked kind of projected out the best, but you're right. I think people may be a little bit wary about uh, workload. You know, you're not gonna get the ball inside the five because Jamal Williams is the ultimate vulture and he gets every ball at the, at the one yard. It's amazing. How many times the Lions are tackled the one yard line and Jamal Williams comes in? It's it's a, it's a it's been a weird, strange season. Usually, I feel like it's always Amon Ra because I have him, but it seems like Jamal always comes in on the one. But um, among quarterbacks, yeah. real quick, do you think you think Goff will be the most popular, and then Goff and Burrow one two? I think Goff and Burrow one yeah. two, and then that that range of Cousins and Geno Smith. I guess if you combine them together, I don't, people will people will land on one of them. I feel like, but or else, yeah, I, I think Goff and 
Ryan froze there for a second, so I will uh, I will keep going here. But uh, yeah, I think I, I think I agree. I think it's interesting what people will do with uh, with Kirk Cousins this week because uh, he uh, Cousins is sixty one hundred and he's off a really rough game. He was not good against the Jets. He was twenty one to thirty five, one seventy three and a touchdown after the big game against New England. And Detroit Pasty weirdly has played well last week against two good quarterbacks. He played well against Trevor Lawrence, well against Josh Allen the last two weeks. So uh, I'm, I'm curious what people will do with uh, with with Cousins. And I think Ryan, we're back here. Yeah. Oh, and back on. All right, I'm gonna let, I'll let Ryan uh, figure out his uh, figure out his tech issue there. We'll get him back in a second. But uh, yeah, I think it, Cousins is interesting. If you want to be a little different, I think uh, you know obviously he's gonna be the lower rostered player of this uh, this big game here. Uh, wide receiver cash game is popularity will be will be interesting. I think that uh, the two that stick out are Amon Ross St. Brown. 7,800 against Minnesota, and he obviously has been has been really good. Another really big game last week with the two touchdowns against uh, in in their game. He had uh, over 100 yards and two scores. Uh, and Garrett Wilson is just uh, his price is up, but still under 6,000. Uh, that price tag is just I still think too low. I mean, huge game last week, eight for 162. Uh, he's just balling out with Mike White right now. He's just uh, w- w- since White has come in, Wilson had some flashes uh, before White came in, but since White came in, just heavily targeted, 15 targets last week. Just a, a monster, monster number. So it's. Uh, I think that uh, Wilson finally. Will, uh, people are going to be on board. Uh, you know, I think people got on board last week at 5,300. 5,900, I think, is still too low. Uh, so it's uh, it, it, New England. Uh, New England didn't do much against Buffalo last week in the in the past game. So then maybe uh, maybe uh, people are a little bit worried about that. But but prior to that, uh, Buffalo had been giving up some good games to wide receiver ones. So I think that I think Wilson uh, still sticks out with a five in front of the number. So I think that uh, Wilson and St. Brown. Ryan, looks like you're back. Any other receivers you see that are going to be more popular than St. Brown and Garrett Wilson? Uh, yeah, those two stand out, and I think DJ Moore might gain a little popularity. Uh, All right. 5,500, pretty good spot now with Donald back. Um, but, yeah, like not much at receiver other than Amon-Ra and Wilson. Um, obviously people are going to like Jefferson and chase and those guys, but they're right. expensive. So as far as cash game prices, yeah, I can see DJ Moore um, getting some popularity, but yeah, it's man, tough. We're, this we're week. back. We're back on DJ Moore. I just, uh, oh, I love, oh, D- I love DJ Moore, but man, <laughs> do I get, it has been burned. I, I think that uh, in a Seattle stack, I probably do it, but man, I, I have a hard time getting there in a cash lineup just cause I, I, the floor is so low with him. And it was really good last week with, with Garland. He was uh 103 yards and a touchdown, but man, I just, there's just so many games where they just, they disappear. Yeah. You know, I feel the same way as you, um, but I like this matchup. So, which is like, I don't know, make it. There's uh, like there's the someone, Seattle... there's someone, there's someone in the similar range. I like, I, I like more this week. They're going to think I'm crazy, but when we get to receiver, we'll talk about him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's jump into quarterbacks. Um, what are you doing in terms of favorite game stacks? Are you going with the top game here? Are you just going to play golf? Are you going to play cousins? Are you going to play Burrow? What, uh, what do you find yourself doing in kind of your, kind of your main tournament lineups here? What, what's, what's your stack this week? Yeah. Um, it's tough. This, you know, this Detroit Minnesota game is, it's obviously better than the rest of them. It's going to be popular. Um, if I'm going to stack that game, like, there's okay there's so there's so many ways to do it i like the golf side i think um i don't know like i i have a tough time i'm just not one to stack cousins i think it's okay 
But um, I just don't, especially when he's going to be chalky, it's just something I don't really do. Um, and I think it's easy to just play golf with Amon Ra. And you can even throw Swift in there because he catches so many passes. I don't mind adding the running back in that stack. Um, the Vikings, obviously, you can run it back with Chase or Cook. Um, but, yeah, on my, I don't know. You can talk about that game if you want. That game, you know, it's just so obvious, and everyone, yeah. everyone in it's a good play. Um, apart from that, I like the Bengals this week, yeah. Um, Burrow, Chase especially. Um, so Hayden Hurst, Hayden Hurst is out, so I think that's a little bit of a bump to the receivers. He'd been getting some targets, and I don't really think Burrow's going to target that backup tight end as much. So I think it's a good spot for Chase. Um, even Tyler Boyd's a little sneaky. No one's going to roster him this week, and there's uh, a bunch of other guys in that 5K range that are going to that are going to be popular. So Boyd could be leveraged right there. And then if Mixon's going to end up as the most popular back, um, it sort of just makes me want to stack the passing game and then get different at running back. Yeah. Uh, I, I, did, I didn't mention, sorry, I didn't mention yeah. runbacks. Um, Amari Cooper is actually, I think he'll end up being relatively popular just because there's not much at wide receiver. Um, I almost prefer people's jones or even uh njoku who looks like he's going to be back from injury uh i don't mind cooper um but i just didn't think that i'm worried that he has a ceiling in him if deshaun watson's going to be that bad again um i don't know I, i could be wrong about that obviously what do you think yeah, I uh, I actually like that uh, how much Cooper was targeted in that game. I know it didn't really work out very well, but I think he had nine targets. So I just like the fact that Deshaun was looking at him. I'm going to get Deshaun a pass for a rusty game. And um, I just like the fact that he was dropping back and looking for Cooper. So I actually really like Cooper, whether I stack that game or not. He's one of the, someone in that range. Uh, I think he's 6,100 um, that I kind of like as a standalone play either way. Um, yeah, I think if I if I go Detroit, um, I'm going Goff and St. Brown. I'm, I'm coming back with Dalvin Cook. I really like Cook this week at the price. I think he's a little bit underpriced, 7,300. It's been a bit of a rough run for him. He was, he was better last week. He had to get 85 yards and a touchdown. But he's faced like four really good run Ds in, in, in a row. And I think that, you know, getting to face Detroit now will be a, will be a really good thing for Dalvin. So I do uh, – I like Dalvin as a standalone play. I like Dalvin if you stack the uh, Lions side. Uh, obviously, I don't really want to stack uh, Dalvin with Cousins, so it doesn't really work that way. But uh, I, I really like Cook a lot this week among the uh, among the the pricier running backs, but he's not that pricey at seventy three hundred. Um, and then I like I like the I like the Seattle one a lot. I like Geno Smith a lot this week. Um, with no uh, like Kenneth Walker is likely not to play. I like that even more for Geno. When he left the game last week, he left it early. You could tell that. You know, they have a bunch of guys, but they're just guys at that point. There's no Kenneth Walker. I mean, Tony Jones got a bunch of carries. DJ Dallas might play. Um, Travis Homer might be back this week. But, you know, I just don't think they're going to really like, feed someone, which I love for the passing game. I mean, Gino is, what, 28 of 39, 367, three touchdowns last week. He has multi-passing touchdowns in six straight games. He's been a QB one in five straight games. Like, it's crazy that we're talking about this Gino Smith. But Gino Smith is just really good every single week. Um, I, uh, he's got two great receivers in Metcalf and Lockett. And last week they both went off. They both had over 125 yards in the touchdown. Um, they had to come back a little bit against the Rams last week. So that really helped you. He had a little bit of a help with the game script there that they just couldn't pull away from the Rams. And they had to score late, but, uh, if Carolina could do anything, Davis Mills is back this week, which probably helps a little bit, but like their receivers are banged up. It sounds like Cooks is not going to play Nico Collins. Sam Darnold. Might- you're sorry, right. you said Davis Mills. Sorry, I sorry, did. sorry. I, I don't know why I saw Carolina and thought Houston, but yeah, Sam Darnold <laughs> uh, helps a little bit from what they have had. But 
Um, I don't know why I'm talking about Houston. I don't, I don't know where I got Houston, but yeah. So DJ Moore, I, I don't know. So ignore my uh, Brandon Cooks and, and Nico Collins. That'll be for that'll be for the Dallas game. We talk about Dak Prescott. Sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, I think the, if Carolina can just score a little bit, we saw it with DJ Moore and Donald last week. Um, Seattle, if they can keep Seattle passing just a little bit into the second half, I just I think Gino Smith at 6200 um, sticks out to me as like you know it's just such an easy stack with Metcalf or Lockett. Um, I think the price works really well here. It's a nice that I think golf and, and Cu- golf will suck up so much of the roster ship. Cousins will suck up some. I just think that Gino slides through as a, you know, if he's the fourth most popular quarterback, like give me that all day this week. Yep. I'm with you. Love that spot. Um, and, that, and everything you said is why I also like DJ Moore. you know, about the running backs being banged up for Seattle. They play fast. Hopefully they're passing. Hopefully Carolina's playing from behind. Like it should set up for more now that they have Darnold that can actually throw him the ball. Um, one other stack that I'll mention that I'll be on if that weather's okay in Buffalo. Yeah. Um, I like a little Josh Allen and Garrett Wilson, but then to save some money, uh, I think I would go back to Gabe Davis. Um, you know, I get if people are done with Gabe Davis, but yeah. um, I've lost plenty of money with him this season. <laughs> and uh yeah. You know, he's been really chalky recently, and now that, you know, he'll be somewhat forgotten about, I'm, I'm still okay going back there. I'm also okay with Diggs, though. You know, I think Diggs is going to be a little forgotten about this week, too. People are going to play Jefferson. People are going to play Chase, yeah. uh, even some guys below that. And Diggs still has a big ceiling in this spot. So, yeah, that Bill stack we mentioned at the start could be pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen was 17 touchdowns and four picks his first this game, eight touchdowns and seven interceptions his last six games. Like, at some point, he's under 200. I think he's averaging under 240 yards a game in that stretch of six games, too. At some point, he's going to break out. I'd like to see some some decent weather there. Like you said, I don't need it to be perfect, but it's, you know, it's going to be cold. It's Buffalo. But as long as it's not, like, you know, sideways, snowing and windy, I'm good with that one, too. And the expensive quarterbacks are going to be forgotten this week. I think above Burrow, I think it's going to be low rostership. Uh, Josh Allen. I mean, Jalen Hurts went crazy last week. He was a leading quarterback, and he only ran for 12 yards. Like, that just shows, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts is just can, can be so good either way. I mean, he had 380 yards passing and three touchdowns. We talk about a lot of these quarterbacks, like, oh, you know, as he runs, so it's good. But, like, he runs any passes. He has good receivers. Um, the Giants blitz a ton. Like, that's just going to lead to some big plays. I think that uh, Jalen Hurts is workable. Mahomes, you know, we're talking, I haven't talked about Mahomes yet. He's 8,000 against Denver. Denver's a pretty tough pasty. Um, Mahomes a little bit down last week against Cincy, but you know, it's still Patrick Mahomes. You got Dak Prescott at a huge favorite game, but the, the two guys I want to ask you before we jump out of quarterback, uh, the two backup quarterbacks, uh, we got Tyler Huntley's 5,500 Brock Purdy is 5,100. They're both really cheap, but not that much cheaper than golf Goff's 5,600. So it's just like, it's hard to get there this week. You know, if they were, they were like a thousand or 1500 different from these other quarterbacks, I could see it. But, um, do you find yourself going to Huntley or Purdy at all? Kind of the, the cheap prices here to just try and get what you can uh, at really cheap. Yeah. You know, I think you said it, that they're just too close to golf. Yeah. Um, and even some of these other guys, there's just not that much of a difference. And if the matchups were a little better, like it doesn't seem like Purdy has a ceiling in him really against Tampa. I'm not sure I could be wrong. Um, Huntley, though, Huntley's an, Huntley's an interesting tournament play because of just how much he runs, and we've yeah. seen him have big games in those spots before. So I don't mind taking a chance on Huntley at all. What I want to say about QB is, and this just relates to NFL DFS so much in general, but we had all those amazing spots last week. I mean, can't miss spots. And the two quarterbacks that were on all the winning lineups, one was Jalen Hurts. Nobody played him. You mentioned he, yeah. he went off. Um, the other was Geno Smith. Nobody played him against the Rams. 
He put up 27 fantasy points. So, you know, we always get these can't miss spots and then nobody plays these other spots, but those are the ones that win tournaments. Yeah, it's a good point. Last week was uh, was a little bit different. I think that uh, you know Kenneth Walker getting hurt really helped uh, Gino out a lot because they just didn't didn't hand the ball off as much. And you met, I mean, Hertz was the Hertz was the key. I mean, 300, 380 yards, three touchdowns uh, against uh, against the Titans. Uh, AJ Brown clearly wanted to uh, revenge game the heck out of that game, and he did. It was funny that he he had the touchdown taken away. He was pissed, and then scored the next play. But uh, it was good to see good to see AJ uh, AJ go off there. Uh, yeah, let's jump into other positions. I think we've hit quarterback a good amount, but first a note from our sponsors at No House Advantage. Uh, no House Advantage is a changing the game. It's changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pickup contests versus other people for the shot at winning big cash prizes. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot at hundreds of thousand dollars every week. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20x your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet up to five player prop over-unders or individual player player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up with promo code NHAWIRE. That's N-H-A-W-I-R-E at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app on the App Store to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today to experience daily fantasy sports redefined. It's not just how you play, but also where you play. You do not want to miss out on this. So, Ryan, we talk about uh, we talk about no house advantage. I want to go quick, real quick here. Uh, give me a couple of uh, player props. I sent you a bunch of player props uh, last night. Uh, I get some over unders here. Give me a couple uh, a couple of picks here that people can kind of start out their teams with. Yeah, um, well, you and I spoke quickly before the show, and this number on Garrett Wilson's just way yeah. too low. Uh, yep. Sixty one and a half. Um, he's been over ninety two for four of the last five weeks, and with Mike White the passing games looked even better they should have to pass in this spot I mean maybe really bad weather can keep him under that number but that seems about it Uh, the other one I like Derrick Henry Uh, number was 87 and a half now Henry's been sort of the opposite he hasn't hit he hasn't been over 87 and a half in four weeks yep um but this seems like a bounce back spot against the jacksonville defense that's really struggled recently they just got run over by the lions um they're probably going to be without Traylon burks uh yeah it's just a spot for them to lean on henry and i think he rushes for over 100 here um what do you think which ones which one stuck out to you i think i went under under henry last week for a win right A, a rare under win yeah that was a great win he went way under yeah, that was uh, that, that worked out. Uh, that worked out well right there. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go an over and an under again this week. I'm gonna shock the world and go with an under. But uh, my over, I'm actually gonna go Christian Kirk over. He's 67 and a half uh, receiving yards. Um, AJ Brown did really well against his Titans D last week. And you look at uh, Christian Kirk. He's been over that number uh, three of the last four weeks. Over 100 yards in two of those. The targets are just huge with Kirk. Nine, 12, nine, and eight. You're going to give me eight-plus targets uh, with Trevor Lawrence and, and with Kirk Owen. I think he gets over seven and a half pretty easily. I'll give him, a, I'll give him in, the, in the mid-80s to 90s. I really like Kirk as an over this week on, on no house advantage. And I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go under with Tyler Huntley uh, pass yards. The, uh, the pass yard prop is 190 and a half. Uh, we talked about how Huntley likes to run a lot uh, when we were talking about quarterbacks a little bit there. I think he. I think they try and run the ball a lot. I don't love their receivers to make big plays, so I think that uh, I think Pittsburgh keeps them under 190 and a half. I think they'd be able to rush the quarterback a little bit. We talked to you earlier that you think Pittsburgh might be one of the chalkier defenses, so uh, give me the under 190 and a half passing yards. I think he throws for about 160 something like that. I like both those. So there we go. Uh, also, real quick, a note from our sponsors at the Blue Wire Network. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, Ryan, let's jump into receivers. We are, I'm sorry, running backs. We talked about, uh, you talked about McCaffrey at the top earlier. You know, it's it's interesting that 8,500, 8, but, uh, you know, low total in that game. Other expensive running backs, Saquon Barkey is 8,000. Derek Henry, who mentioned in the no house advantage, uh, Reed there is, uh, is 7,900. Nick Chubb, 7,800, disappointing last week. Uh, the kind of chalkier game against Houston and just not, did not do a lot. And then Dalvin Cook is 7,300. I mentioned earlier, um, I really like Cook this week. He was uh, he handled 82% of the Brighton running back touches last week. I know that Alexander Madison scored, but it was kind of a, a, just a freak play that uh, you know he happened to be in and got, and got in the end zone. But Cook was 20 for 86, faced some really good rundies lately. Uh, he was 17 for 96 in a touchdown last time they played the Lions, and he got hurt in that game and left early too. So it could have been bigger. Um, the Lions have been better against the run lately. Only one rushing touchdown allowed, and he was to Matt Breida of all people since week eight. But uh, I just really like this game. I think everybody's going to be focused on the passing passing games here, but I like Cook at 7,300. I think he's a little bit underpriced. Uh, my favorite guy in the range, but uh, what are you doing in this uh, this range with these guys? I think maybe, maybe Derek Henry for you. 
Yeah, uh, well, Cook Cook would be my favorite guy based on yeah. everything you said. I don't even have anything to add to that. You said it perfectly. Um, and then, yeah, Henry would be my other guy. Um, I think those are the only two I'm going to look at in this range. Henry, uh, yeah, so you mentioned Chubb, you know. I was all over Chubb last Me week. Too. He, Me I, too. I use, man, in, in my – yeah, and pretty much everything. So, so he was my downfall in tournaments. Um, but it was that – no, sorry. So Henry sort of seems like a similar spot. Um, same price as Chubb last week. And I don't think too many, you know, people don't like to spend up at running back, especially for ones that don't catch passes, even if it's Henry. Um, so he'll be like relatively popular, but not too much. And I don't know, I think it could be a bounce back spot for him. But I think, yeah, those are the only two guys I'm looking at. I can't get up to McCaffrey in a 37 total with Purdy against the Bucks. I don't know. Yeah, I'd love to, and I think there's a chance that he gets a lot of dump offs, but I don't think I'm getting there either. Um, Saquon is Saquon's tough. He's 8,000, um, but a little bit quiet lately. He did score last week, but you know the yard, the touch is still there, but the yards have not been there. And the Eagles are just a good run. D. Jordan Davis is back too. Like they've been really good against the run the last four weeks. And now that Davis is back last week, they're a tough team to run against. I think if I'm going a little different here, the Chubb is interesting. He was so good against Cincy last time. He had uh, two touchdowns, 104 yards. Um, the Bengals' run has been up and down. Like Some weeks they dominate, some weeks they get run on. My concern with Chubb is he had 56% of the backfield touches last week. They used, they used Kareem Hunt a lot in that matchup. It was a really weird game. Um, it's Dalvin for me, and I don't think I'd go much else aside Dalvin here. I think I'm probably going to not have a lot of expensive running backs this week. Yeah, I'm with you. And I was considering Chubb, but uh, I believe the Bengals are getting their their star defensive tackle back. I forget his name. Um, uh, DJ Reader? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that just sort of, you know, I was if I'm looking to force Chubb, I would at least want Reader to be out. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm with you. Uh, Cook or, or below, probably. Quick question in the chat here from KJ Frederick. Which two receivers do you start in full point PPR? Mike Williams, Amari Cooper, and Zay Jones. I'm not touching Mike Williams off the injury. What he played, he had one catch last time he came back. Hurts ankle again. Uh, Amari Cooper easily, and uh, give me Zay Jones. I know he was a little bit of a chalk bust last week, but uh, give me Zay Jones in that spot, uh, both over Mike Williams. You agree or disagree? Agree. Yeah. Uh, mid-range running back is interesting this week. I think we've talked about how maybe getting some of these expensive running backs is gonna be tough this week. So mid-range is gonna be important. Um, in the middle here, we got uh, Joe Mixon. You mentioned you think he's gonna be uh, popular from being looked at at 6,900. Tony Pollard, 6,700. Uh, ATN at 6,400. Zeke Elliott, 61. DeAndre Swift, 5,800. There's all some other names in there, but those are the ones that jumped out to me. Um, I think I'm going to play Tony Pollard this week. Uh, 6,700. Houston run D is not good, despite what Nick Chubb didn't really do last week. But uh, Pollard was 12 for 91 and two touchdowns last week. Eight touchdowns the last five games. They're, they're huge home favorites. I think they're 17 and a half point favorites last I looked. Um, they've been a, Houston's been a little bit better against the run lately. My only concern here is like with Zeke had Zeke had 20 touches last week, so there's a, there's definitely a split here. Um, but man, I think Tony Pollard is so explosive. I think he has at least one really big play. Um, 6700 feels like a pretty good price for me, and I, I wouldn't argue that hard if someone wanted to play Zeke instead at 6100. But uh, give me Pollard, uh, give me Pollard with the, the, the bigger ceiling. Uh, yeah, so those were the two guys I was gonna say, uh, Pollard and Zeke. Yeah, I'm just not going to go away from this spot against the Texans just yet. I know Chubb, I know Chubb didn't do it last week, but yeah, I think one of these two Dallas backs has a big ceiling in them. Could be either one. Uh, I like both of them. Uh, the other guy in here, 
Etienne was chalk last week uh, and busted. So I don't yeah. mind going back to him. Still a good price tag. Yeah, I like Etienne too. It's been a weird stretch. He had that injury game in the middle and then two quiet games. The weird thing for me is just his usage. He doesn't have more than three catches in the game all year. Like he seems like a really nice guy to get out of the backfield. And uh, the key that he did, he did look healthy last week. He played a lot. He had, uh, what is that, 16 touches, uh, played a lot of snaps. Tennessee's good against running backs. And kind of they kind of make teams pass because they, they're not great against the pass, but they're really good against the run. I just wish that they used ATN a little more in the pass game. But uh, down here a little bit lower, DeAndre Swift, I think, is, is the key. We, we mentioned like for four straight weeks, like one of these weeks, He's going to play a bunch of snaps. He's going to be healthy. And he finally did us. He played 39 snaps. He was 14 for 62. Also had six targets. He has 14 targets the last two weeks, which I think is the key to this play. Uh, Minnesota's good against the run, but running backs out of the backfield have gotten them pretty well. Um, so if they're going to give him six, seven, eight targets, like I think Swift becomes really good at 5,800. Like he just, if he gets 18 touches, there's almost no way for him not to pay off at that price. Uh, yeah. I didn't mean to undersell Swift yeah. at the start. If I did, um, I love Swift this week. I played him last week even. I mentioned him on here last week, and he ended up getting the work. Um, yeah, so I think and I think Swift will be pretty popular, actually. I could see people playing him in cash games, too. Um, yeah. I think just all it takes is that one one game uh, and then a, the best matchup on the slate. You know, it makes sense. If he's going to get anywhere near that volume for 5,800, it's just yeah. a, it's a phenomenal play. Yeah, the talent, the talent plus the potential volume plus the game is pretty big. It's just a factor that he could touch it nine times too. Like we just don't know what Dan Campbell would do it. But the fact he played thirty nine snaps, he did pop up on the injury report uh, or late, early, later this or earlier this week. So that's something to monitor. Like if he tweaks something or did something, that's a huge that's a huge factor. It might affect how many snaps he plays. So uh, for me, I'm gonna do a lot of uh, a lot of checking on Swift and the injury news before I play him. But if he looks good to go. 1500 is, is pretty cheap. Uh, what about the cheaper guys? We've got uh, Isaiah Pacheco at 5700. Uh, you know he uh, he only played 25 snaps last week, but had 16 touches for Kansas City against Denver. Um, we got Dante Foreman 5100. Zonovan Knight in New York is 5100. He had uh, he had what he had 20 touches last week, 15 carries and five catches. If Michael Carter's in play, he's pretty interesting. Uh, any of the Seattle guys, if uh, if they're if they're cheap and Kenneth Walker sits, which looks like he will. And then down at the bottom here, 4,600, we have James Cook in Buffalo. Uh, we've been kind of waiting for them to unleash him, and they finally did last week. He played 32 snaps. No, 30 snaps, he had 20 touches. He had 14 carries, six catches. We talked about maybe that game gets a little bit a little bit over. Uh, the Jets do have a really good D, but James Cook is talented and really cheap. Uh, what are you doing down here, like under DeAndre Swift, I guess? Uh, wh- wh- who's your favorite guy? Yeah, I think James Cook's really interesting. Yeah. Um, that's who, that's who I was going to mention. Uh, just everything you said, really talented. And look at those touches and the catches. Uh, yeah, so I think Cook's really interesting. Um, I don't know after that. Seattle, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who. Yeah, I don't, the Seattle. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. They, I'm not sure they know what they're doing, but. Uh, yeah, that seems a little risky for my liking. Um, I see some, some ownership on Latavis Murray. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I get it. I guess he four catches in two out of the last three, 21 touches last week, 5,200 at home. Like sure. If you, if you want to take a chance. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I think cook, if I had to choose one, just cause he's the cheapest and he's, he's got a lot of upside if he, if he gets work. Yeah, I see a lot of people. I see a lot of people talking about Latavius. He's fifty two hundred, so I get he's really cheap. He had seventeen carries, uh, 
17, 13, and 17 carries the last uh, last few weeks. But, man, playing Kansas City scares the hell out of me. Like, they, they get down 14 nothing early. Like, he doesn't touch the ball the rest of the game. Like, it's just – there's so many ways he get game scripted out of that. But uh, I get it. Uh, I'd probably play Zonovan Knight instead of him if Michael Carter doesn't play. I think uh, Carter's a maybe um, – Zonovan Knight has 15 and, four, and 15 and 14 carries the last two weeks. The Jets are pretty good, kind of turning into a, a workable offense right now. Um, I like the five catches a lot last week, especially in, in DraftKings where it's a point per, per, per carry. But I agree with you. If I'm going to go down here, I'm going to go Cook on the explosive offense, an explosive player. I know the Jets' D is, is really good, but uh, 20 touches last week. Like You give me, you give me like 16 touches at 4,600 with James Cook and yep. the explosive is I just I, – I play that in a second. Obviously, you can't guarantee that. We don't know how much he's going to touch the ball, but man, 20 touches last week is a pretty good sign that they want to unleash him in the second half here. Uh, yeah, I agree. And then just so just what do you think then about, because I would have had interest in Zonovan Knight too for 5,100, but it seems like uh, Michael Carter is fully healthy. Would you have yeah. any interest in him at 53? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they probably just like X each other out probably at that point. If they're both there, I think that, uh, you know, one may score and suddenly you may get lucky, but I, I hate playing that game of trying to figure out who you get lucky with. I think that uh, if they, uh, if, if Carter does play and it seems like he's going to, I think that, uh, I think I probably just played neither one of them against Buffalo. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Let's jump into receivers. Receivers is really interesting this week, but first to know from our sponsors at Monkey Knife Fight. Football is officially back on Monkey Knife Fight with all the NFL action you're looking for. And if college football is more your speed, they got plenty of that too. On Monkey Knife Fight, there's no sharks, no salary caps, and no math. It's just easy to play, easy to win, daily fantasy player props. Join now at monkeyknifefight.com and you get a first game free. Then use promo code RWNFL to get your first deposit match instantly up to $100. So what are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. Uh, expensive receivers are awesome this week, Ryan. I, I love I love this range. They're all good. I can argue for all of them. But let's uh, we got to break them down a little bit. Um, between seven and nine thousand. The names, real quick. We got Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, AJ Brown, Jamar Chase, Amon Ross, St. Brown, CeeDee Lamb, DK Metcalf, T. Higgins of the guys that uh, I think are playable. Uh, that's obviously a lot of names. We gotta we gotta we gotta parse through them and get to, get down to the ones we want to play. Um, who are your couple favorites in this range? You're gonna find yourself uh, going to. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's a great range. Could, an awesome range. Yeah. It's an awesome range. You could mention any of these guys. Um, I'll say Jamar Chase. Um, I think for 7,900 could be a bit of a bargain. He's got a ceiling as high as any of these guys. Um, I think he, you know, has the AJ Brown game from last week, hundred some yards, two touchdowns, sort of like these two games he had in week six and week seven, I see before the injury. Yeah, uh, 130 yards and two touchdowns, 130 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, um, give me Chase this week. Um, who do you like? Uh, Chase looked fully healthy last week, too. He was making plays. He had eight targets. He had 97 yards. Like, for a, for a, a jump back in game, and there was some talk of limiting snaps, uh, that went out the window pretty quick. He looked he looked really good to me. Um, so for my, uh, for my A.J. Brown game, I'm going to go back to A.J. Brown. I think that uh, <laughs> I love him again this week. He was a monster last week, uh, eight for 119, two touchdowns on 10 targets. The Giants have a lot of injuries in the secondary. I think that uh, that that's a key thing here. Uh, last couple of weeks, they've, they've, been, they've been a little banged up. Terry McLaurin and CeeDee Lamb both have 100 yards the last two weeks against them. I like the Giants blitz a lot and play a lot of man coverage too. And I think that's like, that's like you're going to get home on some plays, but – Man, that's that's just a prime setup for AJ Brown. Good luck guarding him one on one. Good luck if uh, if you, your blitz doesn't get home and he's out there. So, uh, eight thousand AJ Brown is a, is a, is a hefty price tag, but I think uh, I think I'm going back to him. I think that uh, I think he showed uh, 
He obviously showed how good he was last week. He's one of the elite receivers, but uh, I really like him. I like Jamar Chase, too. He was my other guy in this range, 7,900. But it's hard to get to these guys. We got we talked about Amon Ra a bunch. He's 7,800. He's right there. I just He's averaging 10 targets a game since week eight. Uh, there's a lot of guys in this range. Uh, you know, DK Metcalf, I think it's 7,100. If I play a Seattle stack, that's the way I'm going. Um, he was a, he's a little banged up on the injury report, but I think he's going to be fine. But obviously, one to check there, too. But, I mean, 9, 15, and 8 targets last two weeks. You give me those targets with DK Metcalf against Carolina, like, whew, all day long. Yep, I like DK a lot, too. Uh, and I'm glad you mentioned A.J. Brown because, yeah, he could break the slate again. He's going to be the least popular in this range, which just yeah. makes him – you know, an infinitely better tournament play. I like both Philly wide receivers in this spot. Um, yeah. Speak, speaking of lowly owned, um, 7,500 for CeeDee Lamb. I, I don't think anybody's playing that. With all the names around it, with a 17.5 point favorite. Uh, if you want a low percentage stud, CeeDee Lamb is the guy. But uh, I don't think I'm going to get there just because of all the other names around him. But no one's going to have Lamb this week. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I think that could work, too. No one's going to play Dak either. Not like you would need to, but, um, you know, if Houston can do anything, we're going to talk about their receivers in a little bit because (laughs) it looks like like Cooks and Nico Collins are both going to be out. Yeah, yeah, I think they're both going to be out. So you're going to have 3K wide receivers on Houston where you figure one of them should have a few catches and maybe get in the end zone. So you can make something work in that game. Yeah, you could. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be tough. And Davis Mills is back, which probably helps a little bit. <laughs> it's Ty, gonna be tough. Yeah. At least yeah. I can mention Davis Mills this time with the right team. But it's gonna be tough. Yeah. But uh, Kyle Allen was a was a mess. If that's who I think that's who they had in there. But uh, yeah, what about uh, the six thousand range is nice too. I mean, there's a there's a lot of receivers. We talked about not many running backs that jump out. There's so many receivers that jump out this week uh, in the six thousand. Let's just stick with the six thousand. So above Garrett Wilson at fifty nine hundred. Um, I've got like five guys in this range. I like, it's going to be hard to kind of, kind of, you know, uh, you know, get them down to a couple of plays, but, uh, what are you doing the six thousand? Somebody that sticks out to you. You really, really like this week. Yeah. I'll say Devonte Smith. Um, like it for a lot of the reasons why you said AJ Brown and yeah, I just, I think it's a good spot for these Philly wide receivers. Jalen hurts look really good. And just as long as Goddard's going to be out, um, I just think, yeah, the increase in target share for both of them, ceilings there. So, yeah, I think Devontae Smith. There's a lot of good ones in this range, though. Uh, who for you? Yeah, I, I like Devontae, too. I mean, he's he's been the main beneficiary without Goddard because he kind of gets those in-between routes. And he has, uh, he has eight-plus targets in four straight weeks. So that's, uh, that's a nice one there. I mentioned Christian Kirk earlier when we talked about no-house advantage. I think that uh, – Teams pass against Tennessee because it's hard to run against them. And give me give me targets with Christian Kirk. He's been really good. There was a lot of uh, a lot of making fun of that contract he signed when when Jacksonville signed him. It was, it was a big number that people really thought. Like he's been really good this week, pretty or this year, pretty quietly. But him and Trevor Lawrence have a really good connection. But my favorite in this range, actually, I'm going to go one piece on a really low total game. I really like Chris Godwin this week against the 49ers. 6,700. Uh, the Niners don't have a lot of weaknesses on defense, but slot receiver is kind of the one. That's the one way people teams get them. I just think that the Brady is just locking in on Godwin right now. He has double-digit targets in six of seven games. Give me a, a stud like Godwin, that many targets under 7,000. He had 13 targets on Monday night. He was only eight for 63, but had that touchdown late in the game that was taken off the board before they scored it. They scored again to win the game. Um, I think Godwin is a pretty much a lock for a ton of targets. You have to hope he scores. Um, I just think that uh, I think he lines up really well for the price. I think he's lower price because, you know, they are playing the 49ers. It's going to be a tough game, low number game. But I do like Godwin at 6,700. The one piece of this game when I find myself kind of uh, being willing to play. That's another, yeah, that's another good call right there. Guy like Godwin 
Yeah. It's not going to be very popular. That's some good leverage for tournaments. Yeah. And I, I like I like Amari Cooper down here. We talked about him earlier, 6,200. We had nine targets. He had 43% of the Browns passing targets last week. That's a monster number with Watson. Uh, and Cooper was five for 131 in touchdown the last time they played Cincy. I think that was the Halloween game where they where they killed them. Um, there's a lot of guys this week. We, uh, we talked about Tyler Lockett, 6,500, right in the middle of this range. He is. Tyler Lockett has five tar- five, a touchdown in five straight games. The target's never huge, huge with him. They were last week, but uh, it just seems to get it done in the end zone. But, uh, yeah, give me Godwin. Give me Kirk. Uh, there's a lot of guys this race. I'm going to find myself playing a couple 6,000 uh, receivers on a lot of teams. But uh, what about uh, the kind of the mid-range in the fives? I mentioned there's someone here I like that you're going to think I'm crazy, but we'll get to that. But in the fives, we won't get super cheap yet. Uh, I think we both agree that we like Garrett Wilson at 5,900. We don't need to talk about him again. I mean, he's just balling out with Mike White right now. But in the 5,000s, uh, is there anybody else you like? It sounds like DJ Moore is probably your favorite one with maybe a little Gabe Davis from what I'm inferring from what we talked about so far. Yeah. Yeah, those guys are my two favorite. DJ Moore is my favorite. Okay. Um, we've, I think we've touched on it enough, but I think that game is going to be faster than most of the others, and I think that Carolina should be playing from behind. So that's enough for me with DJ Moore at that price. Um, I'm anxious to hear which guy <laughs> you're going to mention here. So uh, between right between DJ Moore and Gabe Davis, I think can be pretty popular as I'm actually going, you think I'm crazy, uh, you know, linking myself with a terrible quarterback, but I'm going to go Jerry Judy this week against, uh, against the chiefs. I love this spot at 5,400. He, uh, He's uh, he, he was he played last week, but only 20 snaps. I get they were kind of ramping him back up. Still had four for 65. Cortland Sutton's not going to play this week, I don't think. Everything everything you read is that something Sutton's not going to play. I mean, Sutton not playing really doesn't matter anyway. He doesn't do anything. He's out there. But um, you look at Judy before he got hurt. The targets are 8, 7, 11, and 7. He was really being used. Russell Wilson likes to throw to him. Has no other options here. Like, it's him and Greg Dulcich, maybe. Maybe a little Kendall Hinton. But I think Judy, for the talent, the situation, I love the game script. They're playing Kansas City. We talked earlier about, like, you know, with Latavius Murray. Like, if they get down, that's horrible. But if they get down, that's awesome for Jerry Judy. Like, that's a, that's a great setup. 5,400. I uh, I love this play. I knew you were going to think I'm a little bit crazy. Um, but I like the game script. I like how much he's targeted. I like how much, how talented he is. I like that the, the snap should ramp back up this week. I kind of eased him in last week. But, uh Jerry Judy, fit for 100 this week, is my kind of off-the-radar guy that I really like this week. Yeah, I think it's a great call, actually. I don't think you're crazy. Out of all these guys, <laughs> out of all these guys, I was actually, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you picked Judy out of all those guys. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. I can get behind that. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one a lot. Obviously, you want to make sure he's healthy and the snaps are going to ramp back up. But as long as it looks like he's good to go and it seems like he is, um, I, I love him this week. I think that it's, it's a it's a really nice spot, and I think that there'll be a little bit of ownership, but I think that uh, I think he'll be pretty uh, pretty pretty low rostered with DJ Moore, especially right next to him, which I think helps a lot. Yeah, and I like all the you know not to do all the ownership is going to go to Dulcich for that Broncos yeah, pass so catcher. Too. So like, yeah, Judy Judy makes so much sense. Yeah, I love I love that play this week. So I'm definitely going to have a lot of him in my lineups. Uh, what about under five thousand? Uh, there are some names. There are a few names down here that are interesting, but I'm let you go first since I, uh, you know, I, I think I, I stole the jury. Yeah, jury jury phone. What are, what are you doing under five thousand this week? There's actually kind of a lot of names. I don't know. I think I, I'm just gonna I'll rattle them off at first. Uh, Peoples Jones, forty nine hundred. Thielen, forty nine hundred. You know, Thielen's going to be relatively popular this week. I was saying, can we can we talk before you rattle them off? Can we talk talk yeah. Thielen for one second? Because okay, I was like, let's talk Thielen. I was. I remember. I, I when I went out one of the site. I'm like, oh, let me look. I'm like, I'm sure Thielen's going to be, uh, you know, just kind of boring and not going to be. He can be in the high five, so I'm not going to play him. And I saw forty nine hundred, and I was like, oh crap! In this game, 
He has 16 <laughs> targets the last two weeks. Like, he hasn't done anything with them, but, like, in this game with a high total, I can't – I'm surprised he's under 5,000. I am too, yeah. He's just underpriced, right? He's going to be pretty popular, actually, because of it. Um, I'm not sure. Like, I guess – I think you can go either way on that. Like, I think he's underpriced, like you said. It's a pretty good play because of how good of a spot it is. But if you want to fade a popular Adam Thielen, that's fine too. He doesn't um, have 75 yards in a game all season long. Right. I mean, so you're going to I didn't, need, I didn't it, say I didn't say 175. He doesn't have 75. His highest total game was week four. He had eight for 72. That is a horrible so, season. Yeah. So, so what would you take, you know, six for 60 and a touchdown? That's, so, yeah, uh, for, you know, 18 for, points. Yeah, for sure. I, at that know, price. I, yeah. I think you're still going to take that, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's. It's a pretty good play at that price. I get it. Um, going down, Zay Jones was chalk last week, busted. Um, I read that that was because of his health. I don't know. So we'll keep an eye on that. Apparently, he's healthier now, but he's still got the questionable tag. Um, I think Michael Gallup's interesting. Uh, I, I'm, mentioned... I'm, glad you brought, I'm glad you brought him up. I was going to bring him up as a, a guy that I don't think a lot of people are going to play, but he, was, he, he, looked, he had two touchdowns last week. Yeah, two touchdowns last week, and you mentioned C.D. Lamb. In a game like that, that's going to be a blowout. It almost feels easier for Gallup to get there, you know, because you only need four or five catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. He can easily do that at that price. You don't even need that much. Um, DJ Chark, 4,300. I don't know how I feel about that. He's going to get a little bit of ownership just because the game that he's in, but uh, five catches last week. Five more targets or six targets again. We know he uh, catches the deep ball, so that's okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, I named a few guys. There's even more. Is there anyone in this 4K range you like, like especially? Really freaky because I had four guys listed on my spreadsheet here. You just na- you just named the four guys I had on my spreadsheet. <laughs> um, that is uh, that's pretty wild. Usually, usually we're on. Yeah, I, obviously these names aren't you know blow. This is the most profound or you know you know bottom of the barrel names, but it's still interesting. You got all four of them. Uh, I think my favorite is actually DJ Chark, um, forty three hundred. I think it'll be a pretty popular cheap piece of this game. You know, if you wanna, if you if you find yourself you want to play Justin Jefferson, maybe you can't afford Amon Ra, maybe you go to Chark instead. Um, the key for me is he ran routes on ninety five percent of their pass plays last week, so he's very active, very involved in his game back. Uh, Minnesota struggles against edge wide receivers too. They're better against the better kind of middle of the field. They do struggle on the edges a little bit. Um, he was three forty six, had six targets the first time they played. Um, I just think that he's the guy that can hit the big play here. Like so Amon Rod will get a ton of targets across the middle. Um, I just I really like Shark this week at forty three hundred. I think he, I think he probably is going to be pretty popular. You know, receivers down here are never uber popular. I think he's going to have some a good amount of roster, but I. Uh, I like him a lot. Um, I, I think I, I like Gallup too. Gallup's interesting. Forty six hundred. Right? Your, your point on C. Lamb was really good. You know, Lamb's got to get a bunch of targets to, to work at seven hundred. But Gallup just has to hit one touchdown to, to work at that price. And you know, if they get up early, maybe he he's you know, he's the one that scores. So I think that uh, I think the price on Gallup three thousand less than Lamb makes me uh, makes me interested in there. You mentioned the uh, the Houston receivers uh, potentially Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins will be out this week. Um, is there anybody there that you find yourself playing? Uh, I, I guess it's uh, it's probably Chris Moore. I guess if you're gonna play when he's 3,400, and uh, he had uh, he had three catches, 46 yards last week. He kind of projects out the highest of those guys. But I mean, you got Philip Dorsett. <laughs> you've got someone named Jalen Camp. I don't know who that is. Uh, you have Amari Rogers. Like, if, are you gonna find yourself if they if both if both Cooks and Collins are ruled out? 
are you going to kind of delve into this range, hoping for a, kind of some cheap gold here? Uh, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I just, I just see they have former Packer great Amari Rogers, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, great, yeah. No, great, I don't, great, I don't, great, I don't. In, great in bold and flashing quotes. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. That was sort of a bust <laughs> of a draft pick. Um, yeah, I don't know. Chris Moore, maybe Philip Dorsett. I think it'd be one of those two. I think they're the two that are going to see most of the snaps. Um, so, yeah, you could take a chance if you want. Don't love it. Um, elsewhere in this range, you mentioned him a little bit when we were talking about the Broncos. Uh, Kendall Hinton's 3,400. Uh, he's probably going to be the other guy out there with Judy and Delsich, and they're going to be throwing the ball all game. Um so the, the one only one other spot I wanted to ask you about. It's not even that important, but uh, Traylon Burks. I think he's going to be out. Is anyone for the Titans in play? I don't know. Like they don't have much. They have Westbrook, Westbrook, Keenan, and, and Woods. Um, meh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess Westbrook Keen uh, could be okay, but yeah, if, and what and Burks may may still play. It sounds like he probably won't with the off the concussion. That was too bad because he oh. had that great touchdown catch, and then uh, and then he was out right away. That could have been a big game. Um, yep. I would probably just go to Chris Moore in Houston instead. I think that's uh, if I'm going to go cheaper, I think it's probably going to do it with with if, if Cooks and Collins are out. I mean, look at you look at Chris Moore. I know we talked about Houston already, but five, six, seven, three, and three targets last five weeks. So he's been been involved a little bit. And if those guys are out, I think he's probably the number one guy in thirty four hundred in a game where um, you know it's Houston. Like they're always trailing. Um, I think that uh, you know if he gets six, seven targets that price, that could work pretty well. And I think Davis Mills helps a little bit. Um, I probably go. Uh, I probably go Chris Moore if I had to go someone in the cheap range. Yeah, I mean, you think about it. One of those guys, one of those guys has to get there, right? I mean, they're going to be down. Yeah, they're going to be down twenty at halftime. So, how do they not get, you know, a bunch of cheap points in the third quarter, fourth quarter, easy points? You know, it always happens. Yeah, I think I think Moore is actually as we talk about a little more. I think uh, I think Chris Moore is a guy that I'm going to uh, play more than I thought I would before we started this uh, podcast. I think that's. Uh, that's the way I'm leaning. I think he kind of sticks out to me among those uh, those group of, of a guy that will be – they'll definitely be involved more than yeah, – I, I think – I can guarantee he'll be involved. Who knows what he's going to do anything, but I think that uh, of those guys, I, I feel the most certain that he'll be at least involved in the offense. Yep. I'm with you. Real quick on tight ends this week. We've got a couple of expensive guys. Travis Kelsey, 7,600 off the quiet game last week. Uh, Mark Andrews, 6,500, but has no Lamar. I think I can – pretty easily cross him out you know he's mark Anderson. he's really good but i don't think i'm paying the price without lamar uh you mentioned greg dulcich at 3400 probably pretty popular he had eight targets last week uh, great game script there no Cortland sutton helps him too uh what else are you doing at tight end this week i have a couple of really cheap guys i like but in the mid-range i find myself kind of thinking tj hawkinson to 5100 but otherwise i go pretty cheap uh yeah i'm with you uh dulcich looks like you'll be the chalk in cash games i'm okay with that looks like a pretty good spot actually against the chiefs and with without Cortland sutton so yeah dulcich in cash i liked a few other cheap guys uh mostly i'm just gonna pair it with my with whoever i'm stacking but um i suppose like for some one-offs i don't mind either of these titan guys uh Austin Hooper and Okongwu, especially with all the injuries they have to receiver, especially if Traylon Burks is out. Um, I don't mind Noah Fant for 3,100, caught another touchdown. I don't mind Conklin for 3,100. Um, I don't know. You, you got any – you got a cheap guy? 
Um, you named one of them. I have two cheap guys. You named one of them. Um, Chigo Okonkwo in Tennessee. Uh, I, I think this is an interesting play. 2,700, really, really cheap. He played more snaps than Hooper last week, and he's an explosive guy. If you look at his game log, he's actually made some really big plays. He only had one catch for like three straight weeks, but all of them were over 30 yards. So when he played, he kind of showed something. And it, it's funny because he was – I forget, Tennessee played – one of the standalone games and he was like a showdown guy for people. Like people was like, Oh, Oconquo is going to be a showdown play. I was like, I was like, let me figure out who the hell this guy is. And I looked, I'm like, <laughs> against Kansas city, one for 48 against Denver, one for 41 against green Bay, one for 31. You're like, Oh my God, this guy makes some big plays at a tight end position. And then it ramped up. You look at, uh, he had five targets against Cincinnati in week 12. And that's a good number. And then last week he played 32 snaps against Philly. He was four for 68. He had five targets. If he gets five targets, I mean, who knows if he does? He might be back down to one. If he gets five targets, I think he's easily the best player on the on, on the on the tight end grouping. Like if he just if five targets and a guy that can make some explosive plays, like give me that all day. Um, it just it's, who knows if he plays, you know, eighteen snaps again and Hooper goes up. But I like the way they're building him up. He's been over thirty snaps two out of the last three weeks, so I like how Conquo. I picked him up in the season long league this week too. Um, you know, tight ends really bad, so I like that. The other cheap guy I like here, it, it would make that I, I would need Cameron Brait not to play, but uh, Cade Otten against the Niners, it's 2,800. Uh, he was he had 10 targets last week from Brady. He was six for 28. Doesn't sound exciting, but he had a touchdown and 10 targets. You give me 10 targets from Tom Brady at 2,800, I'll just play it and, and not even think about it again. Um, he had zero catches the week prior, so I get there's a, there's a there's no floor here. But um, if Cam Brait Cam Brait sits, and I, I read he's uh, he missed uh, he missed games due to illness last week. So like you think he's gonna play? But he was like undergoing tests and warming up yesterday. So I, I need to, I need some injury news on Brait. If 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 Brait plays, I'm just going to go. I'm not going to play Otten. I'll go with Dulcich or uh, a Conquo. But if uh, if Brait sits, I think Otten's the other guy that's playable here. Yeah, that's a good call on Otten. Um, yeah, good sell on a Conquo. I like that. Um, he's trending in the right direction for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, a guy that can make some explosive plays at tight end under three thousand. Like, I think you take the risk of a zero and just kind of. I think you just gotta play that and see what happens. And it's a, it's a fun name to say too. And I think that always uh, boosts my value when I can yell his name really loudly <laughs> in my garage as I'm watching games. Like that always that uh, makes me more willing to play somebody. But uh, if you want to be different here from Dulcich, I think Daniel Bellinger with the Giants is remotely interesting. He played ninety seven percent of the snaps in his return. Should be trailing Philly, so he'll have to throw a bunch. He was. Uh, he had five targets last week, so I think if the there's there's four or five names down here that I think are they're playable, and that makes me think that uh, you know unless I I do a stack where I play I play Hawkinson, I think I probably just go thirty four hundred or cheaper this week at tight end. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, let's see. Uh, lastly, defense got to play one. You mentioned that uh, Steelers against the Ravens at twenty eight hundred. Baltimore gave up uh, four sacks last week and three turnovers with with Tyler Huntley there. So I think the people will go there. Uh, if you go away from Pittsburgh, just uh, you know, figure we that, that's a play for us. Who else would you play? Um, I think if I spent up, I think I'd I think I'd play the Cowboys uh, at home against the Texans. Yeah, I think you could see them put up a big score. Um, yeah, like the Steelers look pretty good as as chalk down here. If I'm going to take a shot on anyone else, um, I was. I was initially thinking maybe the Bucks against Brock Purdy, um, but I don't. Yeah. I don't just. I don't disagree with that. I think that uh, you know the Niners gave up four sacks last week. Uh, Purdy showed the desire to throw into tight spaces, which can work, but can really work for the defense. Um, they've had multiple multiple sacks in five straight games. I think that's a nice pivot off Pittsburgh. 
Yeah. Okay. Me too. <laughs> I know you didn't. You didn't want me. To, you didn't want to upset me with talking about it against the Niners. But yeah. Uh, you know, gotta 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 put the gotta put the heart away when we're playing DFS, and the head says uh, that's a pretty good play, twenty hundred for a pretty darn good defense. Yep, I agree. My my other play at defense, probably my favorite play, is actually Baltimore at thirty three hundred. The other side of this game at uh, in the Pittsburgh game, uh, thirty three hundred. Uh, if you look at uh, you look at the sacks for the Ravens the last eight weeks, I know people talk about how boring their deep, their offense has been, but they have a. Uh, they have four plus sacks, five of those eight games, and they have multiple sacks in every game last week. And I know the Steelers were pretty good against Atlanta last week in, in terms of pressure, but Atlanta is the worst uh, pressure team in the NFL. They're horrible pressure in the quarterback. They get no pressure. So I throw that out the window. And then, um, you know, three, two, six, and six sacks, uh, you know, allowed the, the four weeks prior. So I think Baltimore is going to get three or four sacks. You give me like that number as a baseline. You give me Kenny Pickett making a couple of mistakes. I really like Baltimore this week, and I don't think people are going to play. I think everybody's going to play pittsburgh or tampa and i think i like baltimore you can get the extra four or five hundred bucks i really like baltimore it's kind of a pivot away from those two popular defenses this week yeah i think that's a really good call whoever is your uh your soccer podcast partner uh weighed in in the chat with a neymar uh kind of they were excited about the uh <laughs> excited about the brazil goal here in, in in extra time nice i didn't see it but we'll take that that helps yeah. me that's the rotowire soccer account so i assume that's that's adam right oh yeah i see that nice yeah um, so that that's funny. So yeah, I will. Uh, that, that's a good sign that you need to go do the soccer podcast. So we've kind of hit everybody uh, here. Um, I think for a uh, for a slate that initially looks uh, a little dull with the only one big game, I think we found a lot of really good plays. I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed breaking this one down and going through it. So I think it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun uh, a fun uh, fun week of DFS this week. So want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank to uh, thanks to uh, No House Advantage for the sponsorship of the podcast. We get appreciate that. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at Scott Jenstead. Jenstead is J E N S T A D. Ryan is at Ryan Belongi, B E L O N G I A. I know it doesn't look like that, but that's how you say it. I'm not messing. I promise I'm not messing it up. Uh, that Ryan has told me how to say it. So uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. I hope everybody has a really good week 14. We are flying through this season. I'll be back at you for uh, week 15 next week. Other than that, I hope everybody has a good one. Take care and uh, good luck this weekend. Thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody.